Hi, I'm Frank. I don't like change. And I just saw a billboard for this new BJ's Wholesale Club talking about up to 25% off grocery store prices. Oh, really? What's wrong with paying full price, huh? No, sir. I would not join BJ's Wholesale Club. Let's agree to disagree, Frank. Say you do want to sign up to get a $40 digital BJ's gift card. Join the new BJ's Wholesale Club, opening soon in New Albany. Visit bj's.com slash newalbany or the BJ's Membership Center on North Hamilton Road. Limited time offer, new members only. Donica Strange Riscano, author, speaker, and community leader, comes to you today with Recapture, the weekly program that gives a biblical perspective on living a Christ-centered life as you walk through your recovery journey. Our focus is providing healing for the family with love, knowledge, forgiveness, and information. Hello, it's me, Donica, your emotional hope coach. Hey, my sunshine crew, First um, John 1 and 5, in him there is light and there is no darkness at all. Yes, yes, that is my scripture passage that I've stood on for many sleepless nights when I was going through some really difficult times in my life. And yes, yes, I'm going to call you today my sunshine crew. I have to find a name for my audience, for you who are a part of the Recapture family, who is with us every single week. So what about those times when there isn't the sunshine? And we're going to talk about that on today. Uh, But first, let's do a little bit of recap on recapture. So last on our last broadcast we had a wonderful guest. Her name is Bertha Matthews and she was with us in the audience to talk about her book A Simple Book of Prayers for Beginners. And she came on and she was quiet and demure and then the passion and the zeal and the fervor for which she wrote her book came through in the power and presence of the Holy Spirit was with us as she shared her book on last week. So I'm going to say our recap on recapture was talking about prayer. I'm not going to share her story. Uh, She did that on last week. You can go to www.amazon.com and purchase a book, a simple book of prayers for beginners. But what she did say was that she became a Christian when she was a young girl, but when she got older, she made a decision to uh, grow her relationship with God and get serious about prayer. And one thing that she said was that she did not know how to pray. So I asked her and I talked to her about, said, who is, who is this book for? Who is the audience for this book? And she said, the, the audience is anyone. So yes, you and you and you out there listening, the book is for you. Go and get your copy, a simple book of prayers, for beginners, and I would also encourage you also to not only get the book for yourself, get one for a friend. You can do a book club or a Bible study just from the information in the book. Last week I talked about how when I was reading the book, The Presence of God, really there was a chapter on forgiveness, and it really uh, gave ministry and minister to me. So I think it's a good book to read, a good book to purchase. And so, yes, yes. Go and get your copy from my author friend, A Simple Book of Prayers for Beginners. 
I do want to talk about this, even though it's not a recap from recapture, but there is a lot going on in everything that's, you know, a lot going on. There is a COVID-19 variant, the, uh, the Delta variant, and the numbers are going up in many states and throughout the country. And, and so there's a lot of uncertainty for some people. There's a lot of uh, anxiety and a lot that we are experiencing, not as individuals, but as, as a country and as a world as a whole. And so that brings us to what we, what we're going to talk about. I am solo today. So hold my hand with me and I'm going to just talk in some, some terms, it's a rhetorical question. If I ask a question, it's kind of rhetorical because you can't answer. And so uh, we see, know, and that right now um, the Tokyo Olympics is going on. And there's a lot of pressure to keep the athletes COVID-free. I saw a news story right there in Tokyo and they they were interviewing a person who lived there and they said no I'm not going to any of the activities we are going to watch from home and so there's the athletes trying to stay healthy trying to stay in a space that they are focused and that they are prepared but there's a lot of different things going on so when you look at the dynamic of uh, this virus that's still in our lives is still surrounding us. It's affecting everything. So a lot of communities are opening up. People are returning to work and school is starting. I'm here in the South and school is starting really soon. And so we're getting ready to go back to the community. We're going back to school and then bam, in a couple of weeks, the numbers are out of control with the with the COVID-19. And so the one person I want to talk to about you, uh, tell you, share this information with you. You've been hearing about it all week, I'm sure, Simone Biles. And so Simone Biles made a decision for her mental health to step back from the competitions. And so what she said was she considered her mindfulness and I would I would just say for my own self, and I kind of alluded to it a little bit earlier today, uh, just a few moments ago, that I went through an emotional crisis in my life that lasted for about 18 months. I was in a very difficult space, and I had people that were around me that supported me, that held my hand, that cried with me. But I will tell you that... What I was going through, I had a day that my sister, she reached out to me and and the words that she said were kind of jarring to me. I won't really elaborate right now, but it kind of got me to a space of saying, you know, I need to seek help for this. I need to take control of what I'm what I'm facing and what I'm experiencing. And I did. And as a matter of fact, I had a prayer. I prayed and asked God to help me. And God spoke to my heart and said he will. And he did. It took me 18 months to get through it with therapy, with support group, with my family members. I had help. 
And you know what? People said they were encouraging to me. They said, you will be all right. One of my friends, she always would tell me, you're going to be okay. You're going to be all right. And I didn't get anyone shunning me. I didn't get anyone saying, I didn't feel like this. I didn't experience it. I would say myself, knock it off. I didn't get that at all. I got support. And so for Miss Simone Biles, she went through this thing during the Olympics in real time. It's not something she's writing about in a memoir that she's going to tell a story about in five years or when she's older. It's in real time. The Olympics is going on right now. And so she said, hey, I'm going to step back. I'm going to step back for my own wellness, my own health, my own mental health. And she decided that she was not going to compete and and the team activities or the, I don't follow gymnastics, you know, like I once did, but in the team sport, she stepped back and she says she's not going to uh, participate. And I think overwhelmingly, a lot of people, they, they were giving her well wishes and encouragement. But I do, before we uh, talk about that and elaborate on it, I looked up some information for her. And for Miss Simone Biles, uh, she's an American gymnast. She has a, a combined of 30 Olympic and World Championship medals. She is the most decorated American gymnast and is regarded by many as one of the greatest and most dominant gymnasts of all times. And the 2016 Olympics in Rio, Biles won individual gold medals in all-around vault floor a bronze in the balance beam, and also was a part of the United States team. Uh, they call them the final five. Uh, she is a five-time world all-around champion, and she has many medals and many accolades. One thing that we we know that we're in the Houston area. I'm based in the Houston, Texas area, and Miss um, Simone uh, lives in Spring, Texas is like a suburb of Houston, and she was raised by her maternal grandfather and his wife because there was a time uh, when her mom could not take care of her children. And so uh, she was in and out of foster care, and when the grandfather found out what was going on, he stepped in and adopted Simone and one of her other siblings and two of the older children went and were adopted by an aunt. And so in and of itself, that sounds like there's always a story. There's always a backstory. And Miss Simone Biles, she is a a very bubbly person. She uh, appears that way. Uh, But she also seems very encouraging because when she decided that she was not going to be a part of what she was going to step back all the way. All, she's in Tokyo. It's not, she's state in, in the U S and says, no, I'm not going. Mm, I'm going to stay here. I'm going to work on myself. She's there. The weight and the pressures of the world are upon her. And she makes a decision that is a right decision for her, the right, the best decision for her. And so I want to encourage you. That's a parallel for our lives as people of faith. Because, listen, we we may not be on a world stage yet or may never be on a world stage and may never experience the world arena. But as Christians, there is 
an image of what we are supposed to project to others. And so we often, listen, I'm going to say this, for for the purpose of this conversation, I am being all-inclusive, and I'm saying we as us in the body of Christ, um, but I learned in support system that we usually use I and me statements. I'm not necessarily speaking for you and your experience, but what I'm saying is that as a collective body, there are oftentimes that we may not reach out for help. We may not say this is too much. When I was going through a space in my life, I was not that person. I told everyone, but it was just because it was such a burden to my life. It wasn't because I was really reaching out for help. But when I did, when I, I literally I literally went to therapy, I got a support system. I had accountability people. So in your own experiences, I'm going to say we're sharing the dynamic story of Simone Biles. But from my own experience, I went to therapy. I went to small group. I had accountability partners. I had people in my family that were supporting me while I was in a difficult space. And for you, that is my prayer for you, that if you're going through an emotional or a mental space, that you have someone in your life that is holding your hand on the journey. And so at Recapture, we talk about to recover the things that have been lost or stolen. Without the rejuvenation that I experienced in my life, I would not be sitting on this platform. We talk about those emotional difficult places that we experience, but we also share the story, the light, and we can say, what, what, what about those times when you feel like you are in a dark place? And I was personally sharing my story with someone and telling the person all the things that I was doing, negative things. And she said to me, but she really didn't have to. And that's true from my experience. I really didn't have to. But I sought help. I got out of that space. So when you're seeing a telltale signs that something is going on with you and it's not, like we would say, everything is peaches and cream, scream from the rooftop. Scream from the rooftop and get help. And that is a big deal because for pastors, you're over the choir, you're over the youth group, you got a radio program, that's me. You have a lot of demands and obligations, and you're going to just push through, push through, push through, but you're not going to use resources and don't get the help that you need. And my question is, why not? Why not? And And the main word is because there is a stigma. And so what Simone Biles did, bravo to her, and she didn't even do it purposely. What she did was, uh, to not consider the stigma, not consider at this moment. I'm not going to say she didn't consider other people because she did, because you know what she said? She said she knew that her team was going to be able to do well. And guess what? They they did well. They got a silver medal. But they went to get a gold because we're the United States of America and we get gold. Well, we got a silver medal, and that is an awesome, admirable thing to experience on a world stage. And so while she did count the cost, the bigger picture and the bigger cost for her was her, she said, 
mindfulness. And so think about your own mindfulness today. We are encouraging you to use this example. I I hope that there was a youth somewhere, any age, not just youth, but she's 24 years old and she looks, she still looks really youthful that someone would be able to use this as a resource to themselves and say, mom, dad, can I talk to you? I'm, I'm feeling this way. Wife, husband, I'm feeling this way. Or go to the board, to the church and say, hey, we're going to take a sabbatical. We're going to take a reprieve. We want to get our marriage healthy. We want to get the church in a healthy space and, and, and be like Simone. Be the example that she has been for all of us. One thing I would say is that some people, I, I said she had a really bubbly attitude and a bubbly uh, personality. But there are some people that were um, sharing you know, how what she did was su- supporting other people and how what she did for herself was the word that I kept hearing, the word that I kept reading was brave. And so it was a brave act that Simone um, Biles shared with the whole world on the whole stage that sometimes it takes bravery um, to stand up for herself. And um, this is what the USA Gymnastics says, said about her, we wholeheartedly support Simone's decision and applaud her bravery. There it is, the word. And prioritizing her well-being, her courage shows yet again why she is a role model for so many. And that is the word bravery that the USA Gymnastics said about her and that they're standing with her. I know there's some naysayers where she came, she came to win the gold and she came to represent America and look at her. She's representing America so well, so well by stepping back and taking care of her mental health, her mental well-being. That was the most important thing. That's the best example of being a role model that she can be. Cause beyond that, so many other athletes, so many other actors, actresses, people in, in the arena that's in the public eye, they was like, yes, yes, yes for her. And I'm saying that to you because what do we learn in examples when we see other people going through something? We learn that we can seek help too. Um, another person says, uh, Simone Biles is an important role model in so many ways, including making the right and brave decision this week. It is essential uh, to our overall well-being, and we need to protect it in whatever ways works for us. And he was talking about our mental health is essential to our overall well-being, and we need to protect it in whatever ways works for us. And that is the uh, quote from um, a statement that was made on Twitter from the Director General of the World Health Organization. So if I would say anything about Simone Biles today, I would say she is brave. And so, yes, share in her bravery and do the same for yourself. So what we learned is it's okay to ask for help. That's what she did on the world stage with everybody watching her, everyone looking, everyone being aware. And and guess what? I It was just so a part of the news cycle. 
And I, I believe some people were saying, oh, Simone, oh, Simone Biles, she's she's stepping back. She's, she didn't compete. But how many of those, and I'm not necessarily saying from the news stories, but what about those people that had a little bit of, a little bit of disdain for it. We're not gonna win. Why she? Why she do that? Why she do that? That's how some people are. When you're seeking help, you're seeking support from someone. That when you are, I'm a very transparent person. I've shared my story in in a book. I share my story on social media. I share my story on a radio broadcast. Why y'all? Why y'all do that? What do you mean? Why did? Well, because we're going through something or gone through something and we believe that it could help someone else. And so when she was brave enough to take a step back, when she's brave enough to say, I can't do this today. And it doesn't mean that she's not going to be impactful to American gymnastics going forward because she will. She she will because she stood up for herself there are going to be many conversations had. And if there's not a, not a, a program that's in place right now, I'm not sure. I'm not going to speak against it or for it. But if there are not programs in place, there are going to be things in place that talk about mental health and mental wellness on that gymnastics floor. When you're on the doing the floor exercises and on the beam and all those things, they're, they're going to have conversations and maybe curriculums that need to be created because she came forward former gymnast came forward and said yes great for her so it was okay for her to ask for help and it was okay for her to say no no I'm not going to do this today I I can't because of my mental and I I saw some Twitter videos and and she was practicing and everything and um, when your mental wellness is not in place. It affects your physical as well. She could have said, hey, I'm going to press through. I I will tell you this. When I saw that, I thought, yeah, because remember um, Carrie Shrug when she had that injury in the Olympics and she went out there and I don't know, I don't know if her foot was broke or whatever it was, and she did it. And that was the representation of resilience. We see it over and over again on YouTube videos. I remember watching it when it was live and that girl ran and jumped and did her, her routine injured. But Simone Biles and on a national news program, one of the reporters said that one of the news anchors said that when we talk about health, physical, mental, emotional, why can't it just be health? Why can't we just say it's our health? And so she is, for lack of a better word, I don't even want to say injured. She was in a space that she needed to say, hey, I I need help. She asked for help, and it's okay to say no. So for you and our listening audience today, my Sunshine Crew, that's what I want you to do. I did it in my own life, and that's why you hear the passion in me. I'm, did you hold my hand? I'm, I'm, I'm solo today on the radio, and I experienced that. And I can't say for a million years that I can understand her experience because this is a worldwide thing that she is experiencing. But I would say to you, I am so glad for her because, to be honest, she said I'm not going to compete. But to me, this is just an initial step. 
I don't know if she's already seeking professional help or she's already under a doctor's care or seeing a therapist. I, I don't I don't know those things. I don't have that information. But when you say no, when you ask for help, when you take the brave steps to uh, reach out and get a resource, that's the beginning of a wonderful journey for your life. Be brave like Simone and get the help that you need. I'm going to tell you every week on Recapture, we give you what is called a tip for the journey. And so with the tip for the journey that I want to share with you, I can't say get help and don't have a resource for you. And I want to give you, if nothing else, if you're at the brink and you need a a resource, this is the phone number to the Suicide Lifeline, the number 1-800-273-8255, Okay, Sunshine Crew, my name is Donica. Thank you for joining me for this week of ReCapture. Thank you for joining us on this week's broadcast. My prayer is that you continue to grow, find peace, forgiveness, knowledge, and information. To learn more or connect with us, visit our website at the PSDiamondCelebration.com. Until next time.